You are listening to the Kickouts Cover It podcast, available wherever you get your podcast fix. Now, for a quick shout out to these Tools. Now, we hope you're enjoying this episode of the Kickout Cover It podcast, but we'd like to give a, a special shout out to fellow podcast member Stefan. Who recently went to do went to create his own podcast called Di Stefano Talks. In this podcast, he discusses all all things Scottish football with a couple of freelance journalists, and it's available on Spotify and iTunes. So if you're interested in that, uh, go give it a follow. And if you want to stay in touch with that podcast, you can also find his Twitter at Di Stefano Talks. And yeah, we hope you enjoy that podcast. Now back to the kickout. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Kickouts Cover It Podcast. We're here. I'm back with Kenny and James. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I don't know why I keep saying thanks for having me because I've been on the last four podcasts and it's been a blast. So we're here doing it again. Yeah, back on the grind. How are you, Kenny? Right. Sleeping on the beach and being taken away by the crashing waves and fade away into the distance until everyone forgets my name. I've mentioned this before, and I hope you guys are really enjoying Kenny's stories because they are not about to end anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's going to be a constant <laughs> thread. Well, on this edition, we're going to take a look at the 2011 Elimination Chamber. I know we just got off of Royal Rumble season, and I, the next pay per view in line is going to be the Elimination Chamber, so we wanted to get along with some of those watch alongs. And as we do, and as we started doing with the previous watch alongs, we take a step in the year back of the year of the pay per view. And with it being 2011, let's take a look at 2011 in wrestling. So, starting with New Japan, they had one champion for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It was Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is still active nowadays. Uh, he's Then we go to ROH, and they had Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards as the ROH champions. Uh, it started the year with Roderick Strong. Interesting enough, both of those guys would be tag team for a majority of their career uh, in throughout TNA. And then TNA coming up, their champions were Mr. Anderson, Jeff Hardy, Sting, Mr. Anderson again, Sting, Kurt Angle, James Storm, and then Bobby Roode. And then you want to get back into WWE where they had the multiple championships split up between Raw, SmackDown, ECW, the women's, and then Divas at the same time. So it was a big cluster of championships. So you got on WWE's, uh, the WWE championship side, the starting champion was The Miz. Then you got John Cena, CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, John Cena again, CM Punk, Alberto Del Rio, then John Cena, Alberto Del Rio, and then CM Punk again. Interestingly enough, this is the era of the Summer of Punk when he hit the pipe bomb, where he went on to not drop it, but leave the company with the title. And on the opposite side of the company at the same time was Edge. He had the World Heavyweight Championship. It was vacated, and then it went to Dolph Ziggler, then vacated. Um, it was vacated, went to Dolph Ziggler, went back to Edge, then was vacated, then went to Christian, then went to Randy Orton, then went to Christian, and then went to Randy Orton. So at this time, at the same time, it was Christian doing his one last match, mixed with Edge retiring, mixed with CM Punk doing his Summer of Punk. So it was a really impactful year in wrestling in general on WWE side. Um, I was wrong about ECW. I was... I should have got called out for that. Um, but then we have the WWE's Diva Champions, who was Eve Torres, then Brie Bella, then Kelly Kelly, then Beth Phoenix. For some reason, I thought they had the Div- the women's. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But what do you guys think of just the year in 2011? Uh, 2011. Um, as you said, there were some good champions in that year. Um, the one that sticks out to me, obviously... Uh... Um, well, the one moment you said about CM Punk with the championship leaving the company, I think that was, that was a huge, uh, a huge moment in that time. Uh, you mentioned Eve Torres there, which is a, a blast from the past. Uh, Beth Phoenix, of course. Um, and yeah, I think it was a very, very, very good year. Yeah, Eve Torres. Well, it seemed like it was a, it seemed like it was a very, 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 very good year. 
yeah, it was an entertaining year for for, for a multitude of reasons. I mean, Eve Torres um, wouldn't be long for the company past this point. Uh, she still is a fan favorite to this day. And um, I mean, I remember when I was younger, I thought she would come back. And she never really did outside of special appearances, you know, for Legends Nights and stuff like that. Um, mm. but yeah, it was, it was crazy to see how Edge that year retired and now he's back, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do back you with a vengeance, it seems. Yeah, it's, he's back to kind of put a capstone on the end of his career, you know? Hmm. What about you, Ken? I think he wants... No, go on. It felt like, uh, felt like the entire wrestling industry was in experimental mode, trying to build up new stars, mixing it with the old stars, and just consistently transitioning their champions to try and spike something or to try and modernize their company. I felt that that's what 2011 was. Yeah, I think outside of New Japan, um, there really wasn't... Outside of New Japan and ROH, uh, there was only two champions in ROH, and then the one champion all of the year... In New Japan, there was a lot of flip-floppy, flip-floppy championship booking throughout all the companies. That is something that remains to this day, um, except for, I mean, not until this day. I mean, it just recently stopped. I think Drew having a long run is something we haven't seen outside of Brock Lesnar. You know, it's a rare occasion. And then you have AEW. You have uh, the champions holding onto their belt. They're only on their third champion right now. And it's that's kind of unheard of, you know, to have not flip-floppy in, in, like, the 2010s. It was, like, people would have the champion for, like, two weeks, and then they'd, like, look at Jinder Mahal. Like, he had the championship for three months, and then they totally forgot about him, then moved right on, and before him was AJ, no, before him was uh, Randy Orton, then after him was AJ Styles, and then it was, it was, like, he went right back, it was, he got lot <laughs> He got missing from time, or like he got plucked from time, and they just put went right back in the cycle of the whole AJ having the championship, uh, him running the place, the face that runs the place, into his feud with Kevin Owens, and it, it kind of made it a little insignificant. And that's how a majority of flip-flop championship make the champions feel. I think it's also important to, uh, I think it's also important to mention, uh, speaking of experimental... Yeah, this was the year when we had that 40-man rumble. Oh, yeah. That is... It never happened again. I, I wish... Almost I wish it would. Um, couldn't do it today because of Corona, of course. But it would be mm -hmm. interesting. Everybody loves rumbles. If, if, if they could book a longer rumble, I don't think many people would disagree with it. But uh, it is kind of a time filler, nonetheless. And speaking of experimental again... Uh, they gave that rumble to Alberto Del Rio, who was a fresh star at the time, and gave Santina Morella a final two spot. Yeah, they did that twice for him, didn't they? Uh, one in the chamber later on against Brian. In chamber, yeah. Chamber, I believe this was the year after, 2012, I think. Yeah, it would have had to been, because no, 2013? It was for the World Heavyweight Championship, so it couldn't have been this year. Uh, it was 2014. Are you talking about the when he was in the elimination? So chamber? 14 was when um, he was feuding against uh, Orton, Michaels, Triple H, you know, the authority, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and I thought uh, he won in the elimination it was chamber. I think it was 13 or something, and then he... So it was either 13 or 12 because, no, I think 12 was when... Actually, WrestleMania 28, I think, was the year that he was in the Elimination Chamber. So that would have been 2012? Oh, you know what? I think you... It would have to be 2012 because 2012 was when Sheamus won the Royal Rumble, right? Sheamus went on to face Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan... Well, that would have had to been around the time where he got the title back and had to defend it inside the Elimination Chamber. Oh no, actually no, it was TLC. So TLC 2011. Because he won the title with TLC, Daniel Bryan, cashed in the money in the bank. Yeah. And then he went to the Royal Rumble, faced the big show, Cody Rhodes, and... 
was it Cody Rhodes? You know, in the steel cage. Oh, that was um. So that was Big Show and Mark Henry um, because he cashed in on that match in TLC. So Daniel Bryan, Big Show, and Mark Henry. Then yeah. he went. To, then he went to the Elimination Chamber, and Santino Morella was part of that Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, at the end, yep. Yeah. And then it yeah. was Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, and the infamous 18-second match happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Very good match, of, actually, watching that back. A lot of, like, I think, n- newer nostalgic stuff happened in those days, in, in, around that year and around that time period. Uh, speaking about again about the pipe bomb, speaking again about the 18-second match, uh, around that time you had the... Rock versus Cena match, and a lot of the stuff that was gonna go on being talked about for years came out of that era. And it's people look fondly upon wrestling in the year in a time period where people didn't look fondly upon wrestling, and it was kind of refreshing. And I think I kind of say that a lot at some points in podcasts, but it was kind of refreshing to have not the kind of oh, we're seeing something else with uh, Eugene. Oh, we're seeing something else. Like, it was removed from the tail end of the ruthless aggression period where the things were very monotonous and very repetitive, you know? But without further delay, let's get right into it. Again, this is the World Heavyweight uh, title Elimination Chamber match from the 2011 Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. This is going to be on the WWE's pay-per-view. YouTube channel. It's 33 minutes and 31 seconds. Let's get right into it. So starting the match is uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio. I can notice on the side we have Wade Barrett, Drew McIntyre, Big Show, and Kane in their pods. Mm-hmm. By the way, JJ. Yep. Good to interrupt you. I forgot to ask you, better late than never, how are you doing today? Oh, all right. Because I, I remember we, we I thought we were gonna. We were, no, 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 no. I was waiting for uh, for a good time to do it because I, I, we were doing the intro and then I completely forgot. Wow. And we need to we need to check it off the little card. Maybe I'll just do a little um, tally. Like I, I mentioned the first yeah. time, but I think at, at the end of the year, maybe I'll just get a little compilation of all the times you've you've snuck it in and asked for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not gonna get away from it now. You thought, yeah. Thank you for asking. That's all right. No worries. <laughs> so we um, see, we see uh, Ed, not Edge, Rey Mysterio in his little like Gucci uh, get up. Uh, you see that pattern replicated a lot in that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, all all the men in this match tur- have very different outcomes. They're still involved in the companies today and have been heavily featured in storylines uh, recently. Uh, Rey Mysterio with. Uh, Seth Rollins, you have Drew McIntyre, your current champion. Kane, he got involved in re- uh, Rumble recently, but he was involved in Undertaker's retirement. Um, Wait, there is on NXT. NXT. Yeah. yeah, NXT commentator. And that mm-hmm. went full circle yeah. in general for him to be, again, involved in Nexus or slash NXT. What was the beginning of his career, you know? Who's the one in the white? Is that Ray Barrett, I think, is the one in the white? Or no, that is Drew um, McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre, yeah. Current uh, World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the current World, current World Heavyweight Champion here is Edge, and I think because he went through so many transitions, I think it's important to mention he was face it, baby face. Yeah, because um, this would have been him getting ready to face um, Alberto Del Rio at Mania. This elimination, uh, cha- this elimination chamber would lead up to WrestleMania 27. Which would have well, was... Miz versus Cena with the mm-hmm. yeah wasn't that the Rock encounter? Um, yeah, so WrestleMania well, 27, John Cena um got that concussion. Um, the Rock was hosting WrestleMania at this time. Got that concussion by the barricades because um, the Miz. Oh no, no, they knocked into the Miz. Too, I think he actually may have give, gave Miz a concussion. I can't remember. And um, someone knocked their head on the concrete, and the rock came out and interrupted it, and the Miz won the match. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't see this elimination chamber anymore on current TV. Nah, they we have the little it. play pit now. <laughs> the little play pit, I like that. It's um, more boxy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the old elimination chamber versus the new one is a bit, as you said, a play pit. I think it they, it, they, it takes away from the. Not, uh, yeah, I'll I use the word brutality of the elimination chamber. Is this when um, Edge and Kane were feuding? 
This was, remember when uh, Edge was involved in the, wasn't he involved in the La Familia stuff? I could be wrong. I think this was a little too late for that. Oh. Um, like I, like I was, um, what I was going to mention was this uh, Elimination Chamber is the bane of my existence. Because I often get this confused with the 2009 Chamber. Um, where Edge and Rey Mysterio was also in it. Uh, but instead Edge actually got himself inserted into the match after attacking Kofi. Hmm. So, and I, that's why I wanted to mention Edge was a babyface because he was a heel in 2009. Yeah, how do you get yourself entered in a match you were never announced in? That's gotta be... Attack, just attack Kofi. That's gotta be horrible for him, like... He never even lost the Elimination Chamber, he never got to come... The next one out is Barrett. Barrett. I believe way back... I think this was after Nexus, I believe he was in the core now. Also, we have the Big Show, who's currently not on TV. Been, it would have had to been core. Um, this was... After, no. I'm trying to think. I don't see an, I don't see an armband, so... Um, no, I think this was... This was Solo. Because if he so would have been an armband, because they would have done the rebringing of it with CM Punk when they did the rebrand, and that was before Mania because CM Punk was uh, that was a good the leader of Nexus, and it already fizzled out by Mania. So maybe this was when he was thrown out by it by CM Punk, but um, the the pipe bomb would have been ha after Mania. I would have thought, right? Ooh, wait, uh, is that wasteland? So the pipe bomb. Let me try and work that out. That was. Just before, that was a little bit before Money in the Bank, which was in 2011. So yeah, this was before the Pirate Bomb, uh, quite a few months. Yeah, I don't so know if you just saw that move from Wade Barrett there. Didn't that remind me of? Didn't that? Sorry to interrupt you, but didn't that remind me? Doesn't that remind you of Deep Six? Uh, yeah. The, yeah, they used to call it the Winter Change. It's, yeah, it's like a variation on the Boss Man Slam or uh, what was the business finisher in TNA? You're more the Black Hole Slam. I love the way he hit that. I, um, Abyss was, could have been so much more. Like He turned out a WWE contract to feud with Undertaker. Was it at Mania? Just to stay involved with TNA for... I just... Uh, Tina, was, Tina was very low to Abyss. I actually respect it. He was always thought as a monster. Like, they legitimately treated him like an idiot. I did like Wade Barrett in WWE. I didn't like his and the stupid... Uh, Rolling slam. He's a very good. He was very good. But when he did that, when he when he turned like into that like uh, with that gimmick, when he was just purely like English and did that had that theme with God Save the Queen, that was pretty cool. Oh, when he and, was uh, the Street Brawler one. And he yeah, did that. It was very oh, stereo very uh, stereotypey man. Like he went from a really cool character who you could have confused with American until he talked. To then a very got, stereotype. You've got bad news, Barrett. Which, I hate it when they do it to English people. Like they just give them a really English stereotype, and they never get anywhere. Yeah, because you don't even. Because uh, we were watching the 1995 Rumble, they didn't really have what is it called a character for Bulldog. Um, it was he was just a, the British guy, and he he was part of the Heart Foundation, and. Um, I think that's made more of a point I should have mentioned during when I was talking about during the 2000 Rumble when we saw him that it, it, if he had more of a character as what was represented in 2000 where he was just a badass the whole time where he was somebody out on the title chase for himself and yes it kind of got silly when he got thrown into dog crap by The Rock but if if I think more things came together, it, it he would have been looked on upon more of iconic besides um, just being part of the British Bulldogs yes. and then being part of uh... yeah. I got into a little uh, David Boy Smith uh, conversation, but I mean turning into Wade Barrett. If he was given more of a personality and more of a I don't know. I'm a British guy who can beat you in bare knuckle fighting. Like, less than that. I don't know. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite telling with um, stuff like NXT UK as well. One of the um, one of the unique people from NXT UK were, was Pete Dunne, who held that UK championship for a very long time. I'm not going to try and pull out a number. 
but ever since Pete Dunne left, there's a reason why voters hold it for so long, a non-British guy. Because so many stereotypes, so many things you can't really get behind or relate to because it's so exaggerated, so exaggeratedly British. So Kane entering the match right now, not to cut you off. What do you think about Kane in this era? It was after he went totally crazy, after when they demasked him, it was made more towards the slowdown of his career, you know, um, where he was heading towards corporate Kane in a couple of years, but it was it was not the Kane of just the, I guess you could say a friendly Kane. What do you think of friendly Kane? No, I wouldn't call this a, I wouldn't call this a friendly Kane because he was still like, this is when he was about to go and feud with his feud with Undertaker, right? Was it? Um, oh, it would have had to be yeah. Fun. Yeah, he, they had one more feud before. Was that, it was the year after, actually. Didn't they no, do a Hell in a Cell match 2010? I think you are right, because they would have had to... I'll look that up for sure, but I think you are right. They would have had a late feud. Because um, I remember when I was young, he hit a promo or something saying, like, on SmackDown, he was like, I'm the devil's favorite demon or something. And it had to be. Any, you were on a, you were talking about earlier Pete Dunne's uh, UK championship reign. Yeah. 685 days. 685 days. Very impressive. He The thing is, he didn't just hold on to it. He was having really good matches with that. Question for you, Kenny. Yeah. Now I've, now I've told you the longest reign. Who was the shortest? On what? On um, UK, uh, the UK that uh, would have been that would have been three, three, It was. Can you remember the? Can you remember the? That's right. TurboTax free edition. Um. All right. So he held it. He held it until I could take over. So I'm going to say around about. Um, I'm going to say around about three months or about ninety days. It was actually 125 days. Ah, uh, four months then. Go on. JJ. It was 2010. They had their little feud. Yeah. I want to sell. I believe it. Um. Ended. So I would, again, to rephrase, more of not turning into Friendly Kane, you know? Um, I guess we wouldn't call him Friendly Kane yet until the Daniel Bryan era. What do you think of this just, I guess, mellowed out Kane, where his storylines, even with Edge at the point where with the his, his father, Paul Bearer, it wasn't as hyped up as previous? I think he's still, I think he's still a badass. He's still still like an all-star who could get a big win at any moment you're missing out a big detail before corporate kane what about rise above the hate Kane? rise above the hate Kane. did you like that no <laughs> I, I, I no, it's all. over that i'm just like he came back and it's important to mention because it was a massive low i remember he came back and he had the mask over the mask which i never understood um why they did that because like he's already wearing a mask and we all thought he was gonna wear the metal one which was cool and then he took that off and then it was another mask and then he kept coming out with it wearing two masks and i was like what are you doing hmm you know what sticks out to me about that, that um that uh gimmick was there was one moment involving eve torres and john cena you remember the ambulance Ah, uh, yeah, so Eve Torres, John Cena, Zack Ryder. Yeah, you remember the Ambers? I was sitting at home, well, at home, uh, watching, oh, watching that. Fall in the place by Rey Mysterio right there. Yeah. Like, watching, watching that on, 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 um, watching the highlights that were on, I was just sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? It was just like, yeah, she jumped out the ambulance, and then there's, there's that rider going, what? What, what, what have you done? And I'm just there like, uh, okay. Fair enough. It, I, around that era, I didn't understand why they put Zack Ryder in a love triangle with John Cena. It was weird. It hurt both of them, I guess, you know? Because neither mm. one of them really benefited from it. And then they did it again with John Cena and CM Punk and Kane. The Bay? Yeah, AJ Lee. Oh, H.A.B., yeah. Uh, that was, wasn't that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan? Yeah, but remember, John Cena got involved in that a little bit with A.J. Lee, though. Wasn't that John Cena and Dolph Ziggler? Oh, so, I am wrong, yeah. 
destroyed on because CM Punk can age the on now. Here comes the Scottish Sacker. No, not quite. He's the chosen one. To... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh. oh. Ray right through the plexiglass. That is... Drew McIntyre has come such a long way, honestly. I don't understand why that's not highlighted. That is in a crazy spot. I don't know. That's more impressive than the spearing through the plexiglass. Yeah. Don't you think? That. Don't you think Drew McIntyre has come such a long way from where we? Where I think he's always. Been. I think he's always been really talented. I think he's always had some sort of potential. He's no, always had this he little. Just... He's always had this stigma of being like a potential big star, and what a clever move there. Um, like he's on top of the world. Well, he is the top yeah. of He's the world heavyweight champion, but that was really bad. I need to. I need. I do need to mention this. The year prior to this, um, McIntyre was supposed to go against Undertaker WrestleMania 26. That was taken by Michaels. Wow. And I thought they said, didn't they say he was like there were rumors he might have been supposed to win it or something? Um, I don't know that far into it, but. I believe he admitted it in the Stone Cold podcast that he was supposed to be WrestleMania 26 opponent for Undertaker. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker obviously being one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. A lot of people prefer either one. Crazy to think about Drew. I remember when uh, Drew first signed for WWE, Vince McMahon said, oh, he's going to be a world champion one day. Mm. Fast forward a couple of years, he is now dominating. Yeah, he's on top. He is probably gonna end up because of as his much as you don't, as much as you people don't like Drew McIntyre. Uh, I do like Drew McIntyre. Well, some people don't. Some people don't. I just think it's uh, like him a lot. Um, a lot of the, the actions on Raw are very repetitive with him. But I mean, if if they're gonna evolve his character like they have, where he can go from the chosen one to three MB to how he is now, I mean, he seems to have oh, to change. Three MB, I forgot about that. Oh, it was horrible. Think about oh that. Oh my god, on two of them, two of them got the world WWE championship. Three MB, that was Jinder Mahal, Heath Slater, and Drew McIntyre, right? It is yeah. the third most successful group in WWE, maybe fourth after DX. But you got Evolution. Every one of them held the belt. You got. Shield, everyone have held the belt. DX, both of them held the belt, and then. I love how um, Heath Slater went from three MB to. I've I, I've got kids. What was that before that or after? It was after. Well, I know it was after that, but how long after? Um, so Kane's about to get eliminated. No, the other way. Ooh. I do like this version of Kane. I do. Yeah, he's just like he's, he's just. A normal monster who could just do anything at any time. I like it. He has his old. He has his old eye thing. You know, the eye, the eyeglass, uh, the thing he has is, is in his eye. He. I think yeah. he stopped that by oh. the, the 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 eye contact thing. Double boot. Yeah. It's it's so weird. it's not weird, but it's so it's so uh, not. I, I actually I don't know how to describe it, but. To see Kane, he's now mayor of a, <laughs> a county in in uh, America. Uh, hypothetical question: If McIntyre was to go on to face Undertaker at WrestleMania 26, he would have retired Shawn Michaels. Um, I think they probably would have gone the Triple H route, or because that if they went the historical route like they already did with. Undertaker, you know, it would have made more sense just to go, at that point uh, go Triple H or or at the time if they maybe they could have got Rock to do it. Rock. A match that never happened, and I get it may have been the backstage stuff. Uh, rumors are because of stuff with the Click, but if there is any possibility of a match that could have happened that could have drawn just equally to Rock versus Cena and then had enough room for Rock to be like, or Cena to come out and be like, hey, you think you're hot crap and let's have our own match and it would be once in a lifetime. It would be two in a row that wouldn't have upset the fans as much as Rock versus Cena, Rock versus Cena. At least I feel. And it would have came with two stories. Oh. Through the plastic. Big Show's come out, by the way. He's wrecking house. I think I answered my question as to earlier as to why they don't play replay this spot of uh, the plexiglass in this Rumble because they kind of over... Jesus, I said Rumble. 
in this elimination chambers because they kind of overdo it here. What like completely, completely, just every time? You seen, um, you seen yourself with Drew McIntyre. He put two people through the plexiglass, and then you had Big Show do it, and it's kind of one of the only things you can do in this match. And if you're gonna do it relatively over and over again next to each other, so far we, it's not yet to, it's not yet to end. You know, um, it was just eliminated way better. The first eliminated WMD. What and Mysterio is on top of the pods. What do you think small. about WMD as <laughs> yeah. a finisher? Being that it's just uh, he's got a big hand, so it's excusable. I like Lacey Evans. Yeah, the woman's right. It's it seems she has potential for way more. You know, she's she could. I think a finisher would work. Uh, not a finisher. This a um, submission would work great for her. Um, obviously not something like the figure eight or the figure four, being that she's currently feuding with Charlotte Flair, and that would be just finisher, finisher, you need something to stick out, but... Well, she I, adopts the, um, adopts the, uh, uh, what's it called, the Sergeant Slaughter Cobra Clutch. That would be something great, a Cobra Clutch could work, and I was thinking you could go with, uh, Roddy Piper's Sleeper. That's... Oh. It's, it's something that's older, but it's something that would fit her character. She wants to go for this classy, older look and not be... Mysterio. Oh my god, he went flying. I have to say, I love that spot where you, you, they throw Mysterio off of a pin. They did it first, I think, with Yokozuna and uh, Macho Man in a rumble to eliminate Macho from the rumble. Hmm. Oh, big show about Yokozuna. There's a very interesting documentary right now about Yokozuna on the WWE Network. I think for sure I'm actually going to check that out after this. Hmm. Sorry, uh, I did watch 20 minutes. And it's very cool. Oh, choke time coming. Do you think Edge should retire his spear and safety of his neck? Well, back, back then or now? Now. Does I mean, should 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 he keep his submission instead? I think the way he uh, does it now is like because I think it looks different. Um, the way he does it now, it's like he hits his knees first, and then it's like he goes down, and it looks more of like he's not submit big show. Oh, he right waiting. Oh, he caught him. He uh, Kane caught Drew McIntyre with a choke slam, looking for the elimination number two. And Kane is there. So it's Rey no, Mysterio think... and Kane left. Caught him with a choke slam. You were talking about Edge and Edge's spear. Yeah, there might be an element of precaution there. But if he can still, if he thinks he can still do, well, I guess you have to, you have to, you have to tread, yeah, you have to tread with precaution, as I just said. But I think if Edge feels comfortable and He's obviously able to still do the spear the way he was doing it. Then maybe he could keep it because I don't see him. I don't see him after this little run. Run he's gonna have or gonna go on. I don't see. I think he's gonna just retire and call it a day. So or DT by Mysterio. I disagree. I think. Edge has a lot more potential left. He can still put on a really good match. Very long match. He just lasted 58 minutes in the Rumble. Uh, so he's got a lot of stamina left. He's got a lot of skill left. He's adding new moves to his repertoire after like being out for 11 years. 10 years, should I say. And if if you can think about Edge's longevity, he could still go for quite a, a, at least a little while. Right here. They give a choke slam. The hurricane rana from a choke slam, that's nothing you don't really see often. Highlight real stuff. I think we'll go at least a little while, but he's also focusing on on he's do he's, he's done acting in the past, and so maybe we want to focus on that as well. I don't like this spot. I remember this spot very well. He just if you look carefully, he just speared Rey Mysterio. He speared Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it, it would have probably hurt Rey Mysterio worse, and he probably should have gone for the immediate pin there. But what I didn't like out of that spot is how close he came to dropping Rey Mysterio on his head. Any you were speaking about the Royal Rumble. I think we are going to do a review on the pay-per-view. Mm. 
Possibly. Uh, I think we're going to wait for Lewis possibly. and maybe yeah. do a watch along of the Rumble again. But yeah, because it was, it was a good Rumble for people that don't know. Really I really was. enjoyed it. Uh, I, I wish there was more surprises as always, but I think I'm going yeah. to a surprise fiend. But I do, I do, I do uh, go with the thing. Uh, I think Lewis said off air as well that like uh, um, and and Kenny, you said they played it very safe. I'm, and I just want to reiterate, I'm not talking about surprises. I'm talking about the results. I think the results were okay. I think they were yeah. incorrect, really. I just think they played it really safe. They didn't really, really take any risks. They just did all the predictable results. The thing with surprises, I guess it comes down to. We are in a in a situation where you have to have I don't we have to maybe have it as less as possible. Yes, if you know I, what I mean. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Uh, if you know what I mean, and I, I know they have a, they have a lot of talent that they can use now in a pandemic, but I also believe that uh, you have to be you have to err on the side of caution as as well because um, you you can't have too many people, too many surprises, especially the older. Sort of superstars that I think JJ, you mentioned off air earlier when we earlier when we were talking about the Royal Rumble, that maybe maybe a risk of getting coronavirus and uh, yeah, it's it's something that you have to be very safe with today. Uh, you can't, you really wouldn't want to allow the spread of that stuff. So it's understandable. Um, maybe in the future it would be cool to see yeah. a lot more returns. Maybe um, with the 2011 Royal Rumble being. I mean, you can't. With the 2011 Rumble, would have been the re uh, anniversary. No, it wouldn't have. I'm so confused. Wouldn't have it been the anniversary of the 40 Man Royal Rumble? Yeah. What year? So the 2011 Royal Rumble was when they had the 40 Men, uh, mm. right? So it would have been the anniversary of that, and it would have been nice to see the 40 Men Royal Rumble this year, but obviously with Corona. So maybe. And in a few years, maybe they'll try to do a throwback to the 40 man, and it would be cool to see a bunch of surprises then. Because 30 men, it, it, it is a lot to ask to do a lot of returns and that kind of thing, because you do want to see a lot of today's superstars in Rumble. You don't want to necessarily just be like, hey, let's just get the guys. You know who's going to win, and then the older people, you know, who's not going to win. Um, but of course, in this rumble, Edge set a precedent of a possible return slash uh, retirement return Hall of Famer, current Hall of Famer winning a rumble. Like he he is a current mm. Hall of Famer, and he won a rumble, something that's never happened, probably never will happen before. Um, again, they and he regret. is only the third person to win the rumble from number one after he was in the uh, Hall of Fame. That is crazy, incredible. Mm-hmm, incredible. He's still making, he's, he's, he's extending his legacy, which is great to see. They're going to um, uh, again and call it round two, just for this round. Yeah. I do think that, um, not just wrestling, well, on here we're talking about wrestling, but I do think wrestling companies will come back with a vengeance when crowds are, when all these restrictions are lifted, they'll, they'll be able to do a lot more. Yeah, AEW is selling out all their shows uh -huh. until the pandemic uh they literally would announce every show is like it's a sellout it's another sellout it's another sellout and um sad so I, I do believe good things are still to come yeah so we just got we just got to bear with it hopefully we're in the we're in the end of it but who knows in the current situation in the current, current climate but i'm just happy that we have we still have some wrestling to look forward to and other sports as well, because obviously you have uh, football still going on and other sports like that are still able to continue. So it's good. I want to hit you guys with fun facts. You know it's Rey Mysterio's stomach tattoo. Uh, yes. it, has, it has a little prayer on it. Mm. Okay, The st story behind it is that the tattoo is actually a prayer that a girl that Rey Mysterio, is a little girl, sorry, that Rey Mysterio met at autograph signed and she wow. recited she recited it to him and the uh, tattoo says jesus christ you accompany me you accompany me every day i ask you to bless me and protect me every time i land on the mat because my life is always on the line never leave me alone protect me and be with me always amen wow wow that is incredible 
And the fact for a little child to come up with that, or at least have that the idea is of presenting incredible. That somebody who is their That's hero, fantastic. You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, I think one that cool. Ooh, I think you see, like, you see a lot of people, ooh, going for a sharpshooter. Oh, no, this is oh, an educator, no. this is an educator. When's the last time I've seen this? I don't know. Had to be in the Attitude Era. He wasn't very submission-based at all. Is he going to win with that? Why didn't he bring this back? He might. What? Might be what takes out the Claymore. He has this little, um, he has this little, um, what is it? It's, he has, like, this little, I think it's a dash choke. Now, uh, I think he calls it the um, something bite, uh, poison, but I don't know, something along oh, those lines. The, um, oh no, the, um, oh, what is it called? Actually, I'm going to go on the Twitter account, I don't really need to find that out. Is it something like the Venom bite or something? Oh, Venom, that sounds better. I'm going to have a look for you now. Because I was watching... Raw last night, um, um, and uh, they did. I did look at the Twitter feed and they were updating it. And I, I think it was the uh, submission that you just used. Bear with me. That was incredible. The unexpected rebound into the spear. Uh, I think that should yeah. have been the mass match ender right there. You thought he was going to go for the six one nine. He was in place, but he rebounded into the spear. I. Definitely think that should have ended the match. But, the reason why they didn't do that, in my opinion, is because 2009 they ended it that way, off of the top rope. Oh, it was the wasn't quite like that. Oh no, sorry, I'm talking about the wrong spear. No, they didn't end it like that. Does this make Rey Mysterio look stronger, or the edge or Edge's spear look weaker? I think Mysterio being a resilient superstar, I think it only benefits him. I don't know if this is the right submission, but does anti-venom sound more? Anti-venom, that venom, that is it. That is his new submission. I believe it's a dash joke, a yeah, standing yeah. dash joke. Anti-venom. I knew I saw it somewhere. But then he kicks out of the six one nine, and then Ray's just like, "What the hell?" Genuinely, Edge is pretty resilient as well, though. And then that did happen on Sun. That did happen on on um, Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Goldberg, spoiler alert. Uh, Drew McIntyre kicked out of the um, Jackhammer. Yeah, which very few people him, fully given him that cosign, you know. Which very people have um, done. But I did like that match because they they embraced at the end. It was good to see. Oh, are we gonna? Are we about to see a winner here. They can't He's have going up. kick out a two. Oh, oh that's how they end this. He immediately is... gets up from the six one nine. Oh, he doesn't hello. take his time getting up there. I thought they would that have. Is brilliant. That is uh, People ignore my 2009 spear thing. That was completely wrong. That is fantastic, Kremage. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good spot though, but hilarious. Um, I'd just like to mention. I actually watched the Royal Rumble yes uh, on Sunday. From start to finish, and it was the first pay-per-view I've watched in a while. In my, um, like, return to wrestling as a wrestling fan. It was very enjoyable to watch. This was one of Edge's final matches before his retirement. That was sad, man. That was sad. That He would yeah. go on to his feud, yeah, with Alberto Del Rio, and then uh, would that would be picked up by Christian, uh, which would, again, turn into the one last match thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see it, but we know it's a temporary retirement. That's going to be, you know, not around. Wait, to should have really put him up. It should have really put him up permanently. I didn't think of. Yeah, I was about to say you don't. You don't think he should came back? Like I think what he's doing right now is fantastic. Oh, absolutely yeah. no! I'm really happy I just back. Like I'm one of those who nearly burst into tears when he came back. It she there's he's so lucky that he was able to come back. Same with people like Daniel Bryan. The thing is, right? I mentioned this before off air. And the amount of people that have have gotten injuries like that, well, there's two people that I know of, but the amount of people that have got injuries like that, and, so, and people have said, no, no, no more wrestling for you, and then a few, like they keep going and keep going and keep going, and they they don't they don't believe that they the decision was right, and then they ended up being cleared. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it's, it doesn't happen too often, I can think of. It was Stone Cold uh, when he got what happened with him and Owen Hart, uh, and then Edge here. Stay out, Tombstone Power Driver. And then, I mean, Edge has come back from multiple like injuries and then came back like he's a resilient person. You know, it's it's strange to have that stuff happen where you maybe don't know what's what's left in the tank, but he's he's gonna keep pushing until it runs out. I don't want to call it, but I was watching Paige on her uh, Twitch account today, and she someone asked her, "Are you gonna return?" And she said, "Maybe in a few years, when my neck is fully done, maybe she'll be the next one to return." Who knows at this point? Yeah, that another we'd be. Pleasantly surprised to see her. Uh, she'd be she'd be excellent to fit in the mix nowadays, uh, especially in a few years. Be crazy to see what happens then. She'd be a veteran uh, in the short amount of time she was on Raw and SmackDown, and then the GM role she had. She's been a big face of WWE, but the issue was her in ring career was so short because of her injuries. Um, it would be amazing to see more of her, but I don't want to risk. You know, because as soon as she came back, she got injured. So, you know, yeah, I mean, there's got, there's got to be an, there's got to be an element of precaution with all these, even Edge. I, I think he got, I think he actually got injured a couple, uh, like a couple of months ago. Yeah, he, I think he pulled a, I think it was a bicep or something, something along those lines. So there's got to be some, there's got to be an element of caution. And if he does anything to his neck again, I, I think you, you basically just, have to evaluate whether... I actually, the, I actually remembered the exact moment Edge re-injured his neck before his retirement. And it was a match between Christian and Alberto Del Rio on SmackDown. This was a little while before WrestleMania. Uh, 27. And Edge was a manager. Brodus Clay was also a manager. And Edge went to go and spear Brodus Clay. Speared him. Mm. And hurt his neck because he came down wrong, which is why I'm suggesting a maybe a change of finisher because that yeah, is maybe. what injured his neck. But the spear is so iconic. I don't think I, maybe maybe Edge doesn't want to get rid of it because that's what he's known for. But maybe maybe that crazy idea he came up with the other day, JJ, might not actually be a bad idea. That Edge versus Roman Reigns uh, loser oh. retires the spear. That'd be hilarious. It's like it would be. I think I tweeted out Edge, Roman Reigns, uh, Batista, and then Goldberg. Spear versus Spear versus Spear versus Spear. Don't forget Rhino. And then Rhino. Oh, we throw him <laughs> in. And the winner keeps the Spear. Everybody else, just no more Spears allowed. You have to find new finishers. Talking of Goldberg, I think we probably touched about that if we do a review, but do you think it's the end for Goldberg? Um, It has to be. I mean... He's taken two straight losses in, in in a row in the company, and I mean he it's cool for him to come back and maybe do some legend stuff, but and, and as far as uh, the monster of of Goldberg, he already gave his his rub to other people. I mean, um, if he wants to come back once in a while, like he's already doing, and add to something, maybe being a tag match to somebody doing that whole hero stuff. Sure, he can keep doing that, but being taken seriously as Universal Champion, I think that should be it. Mm. Yeah, no, one I person did want to win on Sunday. It was a good match, but I just I don't know what it is about Goldberg. I find him so you, I don't know. He's a unique I guess individual. There's he, yeah, he's, be he's unique. Like the, whole, the whole entrance and everything. You know, but hey ho, we'll see what happens. I've always been into the technical people who could do like long ass matches, put their heart and soul into like match choreography. So I've never been into a Goldberg. I respect, I respect what he's done. I respect what he's done. I mm. respect what kind of character he is, but he's never been my cup of tea. That's fair yeah, enough. He's he's more of an attraction uh, when you're like younger and a kid. It's cool, but then when you like. I don't know, when you get older and you, you look get into the story stuff, it's it's kind of repetitive to see the same match over and over again. And he was over like Rover in WCW because at the time, the high explosive one minute match, you can get away with it because you didn't really see it done before. But now that we've seen it with Brock, now that we've seen it with so many surprise moments, it's, it's Roman. Roman does it like it's 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 kind of going to be a thing of what's so special about 
what's so special about Goldberg? We can it's more attractive to see Goldberg nowadays. I feel, and that's not a shot <laughs> at all to Goldberg, but it's it's we see a lot of them, and it's it's it should be the end at least for a while. I mean, at least we learned from that feud that McIntyre has he's got speed. <laughs> Fair enough. What? Um, but yeah. I want to speak to right. it. What do you guys think of this Rumble overall? Not Rumble. I don't know why I keep calling it Rumble. What do you guys think of this Elimination Chamber in overall? It was very good. I think um, it was uh, some good moments in there. I especially like the ending. The kind of spear was good. I'm fully for that. Actually, I think um, that I think the best moment of the chamber was the one-on-one between Edge and Mysterio, and well, the same goes for the 2009. Edge and Mysterio has this, has this very weird chemistry. Mm. I find very underrated chemistry. Yeah, because it's yeah, Edge, isn't, what we Edge isn't this high flyer, but he has this kind of agility-like one. I think he could be if he wanted to. Like he was doing those flying spears back in the day. Jeez, oh, imagine if he pulls one out in a rumble. Oh, good. Uh, Mania. Everything's rumble now to me, I guess. He used to do a, he used to do a tope as well. Um, it's because we did so many rumble watch-alongs, you've kind of got ingrained into your brain. Yeah, and then we possibly are going to, I guess, uh, might do something about rumble, but mm. stay tuned for that we'll one. We'll definitely cover it, I think. But who do you guys is your nomination for Wrestler of the Day? Oh, for me, um, I might not even go with Edge in this one. Ooh. I might go with Rey Mysterio because I, well, I don't know. Rey Mysterio has some good moments in there. He did, uh, he I think strong. He, uh, he took on Kane by himself. Uh, he was in there until the very end, and he was in there since the beginning. They started the match with them, too, and they finished the match with them, too. Uh, everybody yeah, else but also, also them. exactly the same in 2009 as well. I, again, I need to point out, they both started in that match, and they ended. It's crazy, the comparison also, between the 9-11. We have a chance to make kick-out history if I do go with Edge, and he has a chance to become a two-time wrestler of the day, because he was also named wrestler of the day, coincidentally. Cool. The Royal Rumble. Hilarious. Um, you know what? You know what? Because it is Edge, and because of that, yeah, I do want to go. I don't think I think Roman Stewart did well, but I don't think he did enough to say, "Oh, let's give him Wrestler of the Day." So I'm going to go with Edge. All right, uh, Kenny. Who is your pick for Wrestler of the Day? I was actually going to give it to McIntyre because of the way he came out on fire putting people through pods yeah. throwing Mysterio around like a ragdoll but he went out so easy mm. so I'm going to give it to Mysterio for the bumps he took That's it was he shown he started from the start and he was just Rey Mysterio yeah you can't get any better than that uh, also I'd like to point out about Rey Mysterio sorry, sorry to cut you off JJ no, it's so good to see his his son kind of on the scene now so well. he's actually really good isn't he I mean, yeah, he needs to be a character. What? It's, it's yeah, but he, I think he has developed if they just threw him down in yeah. NXT, though. You know, I think he has the potential to 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 be something, be uh, create something, and create something for himself, and not just live up. Because people don't get me wrong, maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm just the one that thinks this. But when you think of you, just some people might, might just think, oh, he's very mysterious. So, like he's very mysterious son. Exactly the same know. treatment that Charlotte gets. Absolutely. I, and not known for, uh, it's it's Dominic Mysterio. He should have his he should have his own run. He shouldn't be constantly compared to, um, Ray and what, what Ray's done. He should try and make his own achievements and try and. But I think, but I think go, yeah, he's go gonna be though, isn't he? Because he's a son. Oh, yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna he's be on, the, but... on the roster though. He's gonna Sh- be. Charlotte gets away. With it. Charlotte gets away with it mainly because of the g- the gender change, like. She can't really be compared to Ric Flair because of the things that are available. She has some similarities. Like Absolutely. I thought it was because maybe because Rick just isn't there all the time. Because even now, Lacey is getting the, oh, you're kind of just 
being on TV because you're uh, attached to Rick. It's not more of Lacey's this dastardly hill because she's not being portrayed as this threat to Charlotte. She's more of just an annoyance to Charlotte, at least from what she comes across. Right. As I fully as agree. As I fully agree with that. But um, what I was saying was, Charlotte gets this um, thing where oh, you you only got where you were because you were Ric Flair's daughter. Her her accomplishments ain't really compared to Ric Flair because of so the maybe... things that were available to both of them. Charlotte can only go for like two to three titles. Ric Flair had all these titles to go for as a man, you know. So maybe what I was talking about with Dominic is maybe they should not. He should try and separate himself from because you know you never know he could be if you try and make your own achievements you could be known as something else other than being. Oh, just Rey Mysterio's son. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. And well, ah. not to yeah, not to, to take away, but for mm-hmm. my to come to conclusion, I guess you'd say for my wrestler of the day pick, I'm gonna go with Kane. Uh, I really like Ooh. his choke slam, choke slam, choke slam, like catching people constantly at choke slam spot. And then on the replay, it wasn't that bad. I didn't really think he uh, Ray would have landed on his neck that bad because of how Kane held on to him and then fell back. Yeah. But it was it was an interesting spot. You know, they should have probably pinned Ray on that one. Or maybe... you, have you have a good point. I forgot about Kane. Yeah, Kane, uh, Kane was just throwing, like, he was booked like a monster in that match. And in a period where at least I, I don't remember him being portrayed as too much of a threat to anybody, he was the fall guy a lot of, to a lot of things. Mm. All right, well, this is the part where we do our little vote to see who truly is the wrestler of the day among everybody. We'll start with, do you think that Edge had a better... Elimination Chamber than Kane. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, did Edge have a better Elimination Chamber than Rey Mysterio? No. Wow. Ah. Uh, yes. I think Mysterio took out more. I get they both uh, started from uh, one to one, but I think again, uh. Like Kenny said, I think Ray did stick out a little bit more. Uh, it's it was towards the end of Edge's career, and it has nothing to do with the match. But um, maybe I'm just going off it because he won the match, and that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Thing is, like what I'm trying to say is, Mysterio had a lot more moments. Whether he was diving off the pod and putting some offense, doing tilt world DDTs, and being Mysterio to being thrown around like a ragdoll, like he was getting it from both ends. But either way, he was sticking out. Yeah, um, hmm. definitely he stuck out when he got thrown through the pod. Yeah. But uh, I think that means that Rey Mysterio is the wrestler of the day. Mm-hmm. Well done, Rey Mysterio. Any, any final it, comments about the Elimination Chamber? No, as I said, it was a good match. There was, there was some good moves in there. Um, yeah, I think it, it, all around it was just a good watch. Uh, I'm enjoying these. Uh, these uh, watch-alongs. And I um, hope you, you guys are too, the people that listen to it. And I think uh, Kenny and JJ for obviously watching it with me. Yeah, of course. Obviously, obviously Lewis, Lewis, and, uh, Lewis and Steph aren't, aren't, aren't available, but hopefully they can join us soon with the and try and uh, watch one with us. But it was fun. Yep, definitely was fun. Uh if you guys have anything to plug, feel free to plug it now. Uh, uh, Kenny, have you got anything to plug? Guys, honestly, you do not want to watch anything or view anything I post. Just don't do it. Fair enough. Uh, I will just continue to po- uh, to plug what I have plugged throughout the whole plugging feature of the podcast. Obviously... Um, we have a kickout Twitter. It's at it at it's the kickout. I um, made a tweet about that yesterday on my personal account. Um, what would that personal whole account, account be? Like yourself. That personal. I'm, I'll, I'll get to it. But there's an order to this, JJ. I hope you know. Oh, all right. Um, so it goes to it goes to Twitter at it's the kickout, and it goes to Instagram at it's the kickout. Where in a few hours or minutes or whatever, JJ decides to edit this, or anyone, or Kenny. Kenny might even decide to. Um, 
he will put out the rest of the day, which is of course Rey Mysterio. And uh, and then also, last but not least, if you want to follow my personal Twitter account, it's at James Fain AFC. All so right. yeah. All right. It looks like I jumped the gun on that one. You got to it a little. You were planning on getting to it. I know you have your little. Yeah. Plan. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> okay. No worries. I'm just joking. Thank you guys for watching along, and uh, we'll see you next time. If you're not listening to Di Stefano, you know Soprano. Yeah, actually, 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 I'll add one more to that. I think there's going to be an ad at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so if you are interested in following Di Stefano Talks, uh, go and follow him on Spotify. I forgot to mention in one of the ads, he's now on, he's also on Google Podcasts as well. And um, go and follow him on Spotify and all that jazz and his personal Twitter account at Di Stefano Talks for the podcast. And yeah, other than that, I think it's, we're done. I think it's clobbering time. Yeah, it's clobbering time, absolutely. It's clobbering time.